0: All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about designing with kids in the house. And so like you and I both, we have children, we have small children. And so Mm -hmm. designing is a little bit different than maybe someone with no kids, maybe with no family. And I know a lot of people listen to this. They have kids, they have family, they have, you know, they have 12 minutes a day to themselves. And that's usually Mm -hmm. when they're using the bathroom. And so (laughs) what does it look like to design with kids in the house? Like, how do you handle that?
1: Oh, man, it's difficult. A lot of stuff gets done when the baby is sleeping or napping. Um, but that's not always when I get inspiration. So the other day I was working on my World War II game and he was eating lunch. And so I was trying to jot down some things because I am a very much pen and paper person. Like I like to be able to draw and like write out notes really quick before I lose my ideas. And so there's like pages with stuff all over it. Um, and he finished eating and he was like, okay, I'm all done. I'm all done. And I was like, well, I can't let you go run around because then you like rip at the pages and you know, you're, you're trying to get me to play with you. Um, so I went and I got, uh, a laminated sheet of, oh, from like a roll and write and a a dry erase marker. And I gave it to him and he sat next to me and he just drawed, drew. Oh, that was horrible grammar. He just drew. And that gave me the time to be able to focus and finish out my thoughts and what I had, you know, in my mind at that moment. So a lot of it is just, uh, being creative, trying to distract them and, really utilizing the moments when they are sleeping or distracted on their own and you can really get a little bit of work done. So I do keep my phone with me and so if I have an idea I'll kind of jot it down quickly before I lose it and then later on if he's you know eating or sleeping or Derek is watching him I can you know sit down with the pen and paper and really flesh out those ideas and try and figure out where I want to go with the idea.
0: Yeah, I found distraction is key in mm-hmm. these scenarios. Yeah. How I can, you know, distract and, and five, 10 minutes, you know, 20 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. How long can can I keep their attention over mm-hmm. here at this this other thing? And then also one thing I've found is like, it's just, it just takes practice. And so like uh-huh. you can you can train your brain to get into that that productive space mm-hmm. faster, but it just takes a little while to get into it. And so a lot of people, mm-hmm. they're like, well, I don't get anything done in the five or 10 minutes that I tried. And so I'm just not even gonna do it again. Well, it, mm-hmm. it you know, practice makes progress. And so mm-hmm. the more you do it, the better your brain gets at doing it. And so the more you're saying, you're saying, hey brain, we got 13 minutes right now. And so you need to start working. We got to get something done. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out these cards, this flavor text. We got to, you know, try to, play test this little dice mechanism real quick. The more you do that, the better you get at being able to do it efficiently. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's just nothing. It just takes practice and and over and over and over again. And you get better at this little, you know, this finite time uh, process of of doing these things quickly.
1: Yeah. And those moments really add up. Don't like discount them. Just Hmm. be like, well, I only have five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Well, I mean, at the end of the week, that might be, you know, an hour and a half if you have, you know, 10 minutes, three times a day, you know? So just, I mean, as a parent, you learn that you learn, okay, he is, you know, napping and I finished, you know, all this stuff. He's going to wake up in about five minutes, but that's enough to unload the dishwasher or that's enough to get, you know, the macaroni and cheese on the, or on the stove so that when he does wake up, it's almost ready and I can just feed him instead of waiting for him to wake up and then put it off, you know? So it's just, you got to work with the time you're given and every moment counts really and truly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another thing I found is, like you're saying, what can you do to kind of set yourself up for success? Mm -hmm. Like how can you have everything arranged so when you do have that 10 minutes, you Mm -hmm. can just jump right in. You're not having to like, Mm -hmm. like like we were talking about during the main episode, is this the setup time and then the game or is it just the game total? And same kind of thing, like do you have to do certain things to set up, being able to get into this mode of Mm -hmm. game design and trying different things? Uh, Mm -hmm. Or or can you just jump right in? And so having your desk set up, having your space Mm -hmm. set up, having your your notes set up, whatever it is, having the cards already cut out, you know, mm-hmm. that you did that while you were exhausted and didn't feel like doing anything else, but you could cut out, you know, 50 cards yeah. and put them in sleeves. That way, when yeah. you do get that 10 minutes, you can just start playtesting right away. You're not having to spend that that precious time on the cutting of the cards. And so I think so many things you can do ahead of time to mm-hmm. kind of create a, a better, uh, more successful process later.
1: Yeah. I love being able to do things when I'm like watching TV or something. Like, I know a lot of people want to just like sit down and veg, but sleeving cards is so simple to do and it doesn't take any brain power. It's just like a repetitive motion. And so it's great to be able to do that when you're like watching TV because you can still enjoy that. And it's not like exert like you're not exerting any energy to do it. And it's not causing, you know, you're not using any brain power. But, you know, you watch an hour movie and you can sleeve like two or three games in that time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Another thing I found, and this helps if you have older kids. So I have a 10 year old who loves arts and crafts. She, you know, she loves. Yes, put them to work. And exactly. And I pay her. I'll, I'll say, <laughs> hey, uh, Maria, I've got, you know, these, these things that need to be cut out. And uh, here's five dollars and I will trade mm-hmm. you <laughs> if you cut all these things out and just stay in the lines and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And it's not perfect, but it's a freaking prototype. So who cares? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's not and so she gets to have fun. We get to hang out. You know, we're there spending time together. She's making mm-hmm. a little bit of money. I'm getting stuff I need to get done. Everybody mm-hmm. wins in this scenario. And so you mm-hmm. can definitely outsource to your kids. I, I think that's something that I didn't oh, do for a long time. Because I, I got a little too perfectionistic, but the more uh-huh. I realized, I was like, "Who cares? It's a prototype. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. it away anyway in a day. You know, it's, it's going to change anyway." And so, yep. yeah, bring other people in, into it.
1: Yeah, we gave my son a bunch of like he always wants to play with whatever we have. So we found like big chunky dice that he can have that he can't swallow, and we've sleeved a bunch of random like magic cards that don't matter or cards that we use that you know aren't useful anymore. And we gave him like a little, you know, one of those boxes that he can put the cards in and play with. And so giving him those little things that we don't need anymore that like will distract him, but will make him feel like he's involved also really helps that way. Like we can have our cards and we're like, here, here's a whole stack of cards for you to go, you know, go wild with, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Do you have any other advice for designing with kids in the house?
1: I mean, it's always going to be a struggle. Just patience is a big thing. I mean, as a parent, patience is a big thing, but especially in game design, because it can be super frustrating on its own. And then you add in a kid asking a million questions or crying or whatever, you know, it's just, just enjoy the process. Don't put so much pressure on it. Don't focus on it being like perfect right in this moment, because you know what, it will change And your kids are important. They're more important than your game, honestly. So take it all in stride. You know, it's, it'll be an uphill battle, but at the end, having a happy kid and a great game is more important than anything else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome, Lizzie. Again, really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with all these games. Good luck with designing these games with kids running around. (laughs) And uh, I'm I'm referring to Derek mostly. Uh, And good luck with everything else. Oh yeah. (laughs) And good luck with everything else you got going on right now.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun talking about it. I can't wait to hear it. Into, I mean, if you haven't listened to any other other podcasts, you're not part of the group on Facebook for game design, go join it. Lots of great tidbits and advice in there.
0: Yeah, definitely.